Welcome to Small Biz Brainiac, providing employer intelligence that helps you navigate the regulatory landscape and keep you on course running the business you love. Here's your host, Thomas Rock Lindsay. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Small Biz Brainiac. I'm your host, Thomas Rock Lindsay, and this is episode 116. Well, today we're going to talk about the New York overtime exemption rule change and some other updates. I want to let you know about a challenge to the city of Philadelphia's wage equity ordinance. Now, I don't know how I missed the fact that the state of New York increased their minimum salary requirement for the administrative employee exemption from overtime, effective December 31st, 2016. Now, had the U.S. Department of Labor's rule change increasing the federal minimum not been stayed on November 22nd, 2016 by that federal judge in Texas, then the New York increase wouldn't have mattered, at least not for calendar year 2017. However, since the U.S. DOL's increase from 23,660 to 47,476 didn't happen, the New York minimums ended up impacting all employers in the state. Some were affected more than others, because the new law is location-specific, and in New York City, there are actually two different minimums. One applies to employers with 1 to 10 employees, and the other two employers with 11 or more. Now, as a quick refresher, employees who qualify as exempt under the Fair Labor Standards Act administrative exemption are not entitled to overtime compensation. To determine who qualifies for the exemption, though, you have to look at three areas. Their duties, how they're paid, or the basis, and how much they're paid, or the level of payment. Now, it was back in October 2016 when the New York State Department of Labor proposed an increase in the minimum salary requirement to qualify for the overtime exemption for administrative employees. Now, they ultimately finalized the rule, and since the U.S. DOL's increase was stayed, the New York DOL's rule, well, rules. As a New York employer, you fall into one of four categories. There are two categories for employers in New York City, like I mentioned, one for employers with 10 employees and the other for everyone else. Then you have all employers in Nassau, Suffolk, and Westchester counties. And then the final category is for employers in all their locations. Plus, the minimum salary actually increases in each of the next two years in all four categories, and then for the next two years after that, for all employers outside of New York City. Now, there is also an assembly bill on the table in California that would raise the minimum for the exemption in that state to the same $47,472 that the U.S. DOL's rule established. This bill also says, quote, or an amount no less than twice the state minimum wage for full-time employment as defined, whichever amount is higher, end quote. So the California state minimum wage is $10.50 for employers with 26 or more employees and $10 for employers with less than 26 employees. Now, those rates are already set to increase every year, so by 2019, the 47472 will be less than two times the state minimum wage for employers with 26 or more employees 
and then by 2020, it will be less than two times the state minimum wage for employers with less than 26 employees. That means that you'll have to increase your administrative exemption employee's salary in 2019 for 26 or more employees and in 2020 for the rest of you. And then every year after that as well. So just remember that it's two times the state minimum wage, not the county or city minimum wage. Yeah, it just keeps getting more and more complicated to be an employer in the U.S. Now, let's talk about the Philadelphia Chamber of Commerce uh, suing the city of Philadelphia. On episode 106, I told you about Philadelphia's new wage equity ordinance and that it takes effect on May 23rd, 2017, so just coming up. Now, this law makes it an unlawful employment practice for an employer, an employment agency, or an employee agent of an employer agency to ask a job applicant in writing or otherwise about his or her wage history or to require disclosure of wage history or to condition employment or consideration for an interview on the disclosure of wage history makes it illegal to retaliate against a job applicant for failing to disclose his or her wage history and you also can't rely on a job applicant's wage history from a current or former employer to determine the wages for that individual at any stage of the employment process. Well, the Philadelphia Chamber of Commerce doesn't like that and has filed suit challenging the constitutionality of the law, claiming that it violates an employer's rights to free speech. According to a post on philly.com, the chamber's CEO also said that, quote, we think it's a good venue to really signal that we would like to see a shift in the regulatory environment of our local government, end quote. So I think they think that the local government's getting a little too involved in the employee-employer relationship, and I would agree. And finally, I want to mention that there's a new bill in Congress. Well, it's actually a reintroduced bill called Working Families Flexibility Act. And the act would amend the Fair Labor Standards Act to allow you and your employees to enter into a voluntary agreement to give paid time off in lieu of paying overtime. That's in lieu of paying wages, cash wages. You'll have to provide 1.5 hours of paid time off for every hour worked in excess of 40 in a week, but only up to a maximum of 160 hours. After that, you've got to pay the wage. So imagine that you and your employees will be able to enter into a voluntary agreement. And too bad it takes a new law to allow it. So thank you very much, O oh benevolent rulers, for permitting us to have a little freedom. Well, there you have it. Thanks so much for listening. Follow us on Facebook, where we post every episode with uh, convenient links to the show notes. You can also ask us any employer-related question you have. Or if you have a question you'd rather not post on Facebook, just go to smallbizbrainiac.com, scroll down to the Got Questions section, and ask away. Thanks again. That's a wrap. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to Small Biz Brainiac. To get your questions answered by Thomas directly, visit smallbizbrainiac.com. And for more employer intelligence, be sure to join us again here on Small Biz Brainiac. Small Biz Brainiac.